It is a great joy at 35 minutes after the hour to welcome Rishi Merchandani to the WQED-FM studio. Rishi, I think of you as a musical kid. It was your brother, Suvir, who was a musical kid. You just missed the uh, time when we got it going, but uh, you were both amazing young musicians and now professional musicians. It's so great to see you. Rishi Merchandani is a graduate of Yale. He went to the Manhattan School of Music and the Manus School of Music. He's off to London in the fall. He was a student of Luz Menriquez here in Pittsburgh, and we heard last hour his prelude that he recorded three of the Nancy Galbraith preludes on the Centaur label. He's been working in New York and is teaching now just before heading back to New York City. Good morning, Rishi. Good morning, Jim. It's so great to see you back on the show after 10 years. It's hard to believe. Yes. Well, we're celebrating all these great things that have happened over the past 50 years of the station. And working with young people has almost mm -hmm. been extremely important to WQED-FM. How is your brother doing, Suvir? Oh, he's thriving. He's in his second year of his PhD in computer science at Stanford, and he still plays piano occasionally. Wonderful. Do you sit down and do something together once in a while? Oh, we haven't done that in a while. That, that's something we should get around to. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. And how's your teaching studio in New York going? Oh, it's great. Uh, I, I I learned so much from from teaching. You know, I, I was so nervous when I first started uh, about working with kids because I wasn't sure if I had the temperament to get along with them. And then I realized, you know, I'm actually more comfortable around a second grader than I am around people my own age. And so it's been it's been wonderful to work with those students from from a, a novice level and and see how they grow. Rishi Merchandani, I don't know where to begin in asking you about the last decade since we were here together last when you recorded those Nancy Galbraith preludes, but you had a terrific, and you have a terrific career in math, having studied at Yale, you were on the dean's list all the time, and you won all kinds of awards in both math and music. Music and math really do go together. Oh, they really do. Um... I, I think that even though I, I'm not active as a as a mathematician anymore, the, the aesthetic influence of, of math is very strong in my playing. You know, mathematicians talk a lot about the beauty of our of our craft, and and it's true that writing a proof requires a lot of imagination. And when mathematicians talk about an elegant proof, it's one where the the proof addresses all the details while still always conveying the larger picture, and it's very easy to digest. And I think that's also what makes a beautiful musical phrase. So for me, the imaginative and logical process of creating music is, is very related to that um, of, of writing math. Your dad is a creative mathematician <laughs> over at the University of Pittsburgh, where he leads the executive MBA program at the Katz mm -hmm. School of Business. It's a very distinguished program. He's taught business analytics and supply chain management, yes. all sorts of interesting uh, facets of the business world. Was there any pressure from dad to stick with math rather than going in this musical path you're on? Oh, I, I wouldn't call it pressure. Uh, there, there definitely was um, an interest in exposing me to math, and I think it was a bit of a, a surprise to both of my parents that I, I showed the desire to become a professional musician. That's not something they ever anticipated when they first enrolled me in piano lessons. But in the end, they've been extremely supportive, and I'm very grateful for that. Well, tell me about the uh, musical study in a little bit more detail. You worked with Elizabeth Pariseau at mm -hmm. Yale. Yes. Oh, she was such an inspiration. Um, and she sort of specializes in working with undergrads who have 
uh, a variety of interests, and she has a, a habit of turning math majors into <laughs> pianists. Um, I'm not the first or the last one, uh, and she was just an inspiration on so many levels. She she taught me to see the the bigger picture, both uh, physically and intellectually, of the pieces I was working on. And she also, of course, was very renowned as a as a collaborative pianist, working with her husband Aldo Pariso, the cellist who was the principal of the Pittsburgh Symphony way back in the in the 50s and um and so she in addition to knowing everything about the solo repertoire had the most unusual unique insights about the collaborative repertoire so i was very lucky to work with her and some of the other interesting people that you uh, crossed paths with uh, long long for example yes. or richard good uh, name a few of the people that were influences on you along the way Oh, Long Long. So I, I played for him when I was 12 here in, in Pittsburgh, and that was really a life-changing moment. Um, I think that's that's the first, that was the first time when I, I thought I, I might be a, a pianist um, for life. And he was piano as a, as a vocation. Uh, Richard Good, Boris Berman, um, some of these other idols that I grew up with, I, I was so lucky to get to, to play for them. And imbibe some of some of their knowledge and insights. And what was the music scene like at Yale? It's an exciting music school. It is an exciting music school for sure. Uh, it, it's a place that's conducive to people with um, multidisciplinary interests. So even as a math major, I had a rich variety of offerings from chamber music to the lessons with Elizabeth Pariso. I started a, a piano collective, the Yale Undergraduate Piano Collective, that was a community of pianists for us to play duos together and, and play in studio classes for each other. And there were just a lot of people who, who were interested in in performance whether they were a music major or not and so that's why for me music was a was a massive distraction from my my, my math major I really couldn't stay focused on my math classes and then after I graduated from Yale I realized that that math all along had been the distraction and music was what I really needed to be doing full-time and so when I when I enrolled in conservatory for grad school I felt right at home and it was the best decision I ever made and Manus and Manhattan these are also prominent names in the music world. You're in New York City. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> Lots of musicians in New York City, though. Oh, yes. But, uh, you know, it, it's wonderful because the the fact that the music community is so large means that there are a million niches that we you know one can fall into and so any specific repertoire interest you might have there's a place for it in new york and i and i love that and there's also so many composers to work with and that's really special composers you heard or met at gale or at manis or at manhattan school any that particularly interested you everybody works there Oh yes, uh, I you know one of my most inspiring experiences in Manhattan was taking a course with uh, Raiko Futing. Uh, he he really opened my eyes to uh, aesthetics at a, at a broad level and and also understanding. 20th century and 21st century music um, with with more of a historical and social context. That was very eye-opening for me. You brought some Brahms for us to yes. listen to. What are we going to hear? <laughs> 
We're going to hear some of the fantasies, Opus 116. So it's a set of seven, and we'll hear the last four. Um, this set uh, came after a 10-year break for Brahms from writing solo piano music. And it's sort of a segue from Brahms' uh, middle period of piano writing to the late period. So we hear both uh, the, the fire and the introspection.
Johannes Brahms and the Fantasies, Opus 116, numbers 4 through 7, with Rishi Merchandani at the keyboard. And he's live in our studio this morning. Rishi, bravo. Great job. Sounds wonderful. Thank you so much. Those were recorded by the late uh, Joe Patrich, who was a wonderful studio engineer. And and every pianist in New York will really miss him. He he made us sound better than we are. <laughs> oh, it sounds amazing. Thank and you. and where were you when you recorded it? Uh, I was at Joe's studio in the Bronx. Um, it was a very special place for many pianists. Rishi Bridgetani is a special part of the history of WQED-FM. Across our 50 years, we're celebrating 50 years of putting the spotlight on amazing young musicians. Rishi's brother, Suvir, was a musical kid, and if we'd had musical kids when you were in high school, you'd have won and been there, too, I'm sure. <laughs> but you recorded the Nancy Galbraith uh, Three Preludes for Centaur, and that was your last visit. I can't believe it's been a decade since we saw you last. Yes, it's been a while, and and it just shows how, how influential WQED has been on me in the long term, and really grateful for the work that you all do. Well, thank you so much. Do you listen to WQXR in New York? I do. I do. It's not the same. <laughs> uh, glad to hear it, but I know it's a wonderful station. Yes. That's that's for sure. And uh, again, tell me about the program that you're going to be joining in the fall, uh, less than a year away. You're going to London. Yes, I'll be pursuing my artist diploma at the Royal College of Music, and it's very uh, performance-focused, so I'll get some intensive one-on-one -on -one time um, with professors there and hone my performance skills, hopefully uh, perform and compete intensively, and I'm looking forward to that period of growth. We will have an opportunity to hear you in Pittsburgh when you're going to be doing some work with the preparatory school at Carnegie Mellon University in March. Yes, I'll be here in early March, uh, Sunday, March 3rd at 5.30 in Kresge Theater to give a master class at the CMU Preparatory School, which is where I got my start as a pianist. So it'll be very, uh, it'll be very rewarding to come back and reconnect and give and give back to the preparatory school. Rishi Merchandani, thanks so much for giving back to WQED-FM and to the music world. Wow, Yale, Manus, Manhattan School of Music, three great experiences. There you won the President's Award Scholarship, and you're on the Dean's List working so hard with both math and music. What do you love about what you're doing? Uh, it speaks to your heart as much as anything. Oh, it really does. You know, when I started pursuing music full-time, I had a lot of people ask me, well, what are you going to do with a degree in music? But the irony is, it's the math degree I never used. <laughs> well, that you can use for everything in life. And, of course, it orders. You're playing Bach. You've got to know math, yes? Oh, yes, yes. It definitely orders the way the brain works, I think. <laughs> and uh, a little bit for people who might be thinking about going to New York and uh, applying to Manus or Yale or, uh, the, or, the, or the Manhattan School. The programs are different, but they're all very, they work well together for you. Oh, they did. Uh, and I think that I, I just, I got very lucky that I, I had the right teacher at the right time at each school. And so the, the three institutions in concert worked really well because of that. 
Congratulations to you. In our last minute, we'll have to have a little bit of the Yale cellos. Did you ever hear them play? Oh, I did. In in Aldo Perez's last concert conducting them, I was lucky enough to be there. Here they are playing some Bach. Rishi Merchandani, all the best to you. We'll look forward to having you back before the next decade is out. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Please return sooner. And all the best to your trip to New York tomorrow and your return there to the Big Apple. Thanks for coming by this morning. Thank you for having me, Jim.